Are you sick of me yet after I'm back for a week? Yeah. yeah. Well, be, say it on the microphone. Oh, are you talking to me? Yes. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I know. That was good. <laughs> Phasing in and out. Um, oh, good. So good to be back. Oh, it's nice to have you back, Paul. You know, count your blessings. Once again, I'd feel so blessed that if you told me, quarantine up, you got to stay home. Yeah. I'd be like, great. Your job is over for right now. You can have it in the future, but just then we're going to cut you down to like half salary or you got to exist on CERB or something like that. I'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not affected. I'm not bored. I never get bored. I, there's infinity books, video games, TV shows, bike rides, beach yeah. visits. There's so much to do in this wonderful town. Yeah. Like you can still do. Yeah. The only time I've really gotten bored is like when I'm at work without you. No, oh, you cute, yeah. nice, cutie, nice. But then when, when I was... At home, you know, I've got all this stuff to do. It's great. Yeah, I find that there's endless things to do in Victoria and just in my home. Yeah. I just feel like I'm constantly busy. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm happy to have you back. Now, there was like this one um, thing we were mentioning in the podcast today mm-hmm. about uh, this person who is doing some research on whether cannabis could cure <laughs> coronavirus. And we made a little <laughs> joke about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it got us thinking about like, what would you like the cure oh. for coronavirus to be? Like, what would be the ideal cure? Like, would it yeah. be cannabis? Like, oh, if mm. you just like get some oil or whatever and then you're cured. Just like huff weed or real least hard, like, just like yeah, more resistant to it. Yeah, that would be a wonderful thing. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it uh, without mentioning it actually in when we talk on the radio and in this podcast about it. In that break, you're mentioning that it's a, that is an interesting line of thinking. And actually, what I was kind of referring to, I don't know if you picked up on it, but uh, you probably you did actually. I know I saw your eyes. Um, that's what Trump is about. Yeah, and that whole thing about. You know, while I was gone, hey, inject Lysol into your veins and we're going to shoot in a UV light up your asshole. That is Trump. And I read a really good analysis of this that it's not that he's dumb because he, certainly he is that. Mm-hmm. But it's also right now that he is obsessed with finding a miracle cure and getting to take credit for that. Oh, yeah. Right. Like you can already see stewing in his brain. He's hopefully going to lose this election coming up in November. And then for the rest of eternity, as long as he's alive, all he will ever blame it on is the unfairness that this COVID thing happened and he had to deal with it. And Mm -hmm. and, right. And then they spun it against him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so desperately right now, he I feel like and I've read this is that he feels that if he's the one who was able to come up with a miracle cure, right. And, and spread it, and then everyone goes back to normal, he can take credit for that, and that will help his political aspirations. For oh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he is thinking that. Right. Um, but, yeah, every time he spits out that sort of garbage, we're all like, wow, yeah, he really is that stupid. Right. Um, but, okay, but so I mean, miracle what if, cure. Okay, but now here what? we're going to spit out some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I've been eating a lot of peanut butter, like fatso mm-hmm. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool if it was like, yeah, the more peanut butter you eat, the more resistant you are to COVID-19, that'd be yeah. pretty amazing. For me, it's sunshine, straight up. And, oh, yeah. And like even when they talked about, oh, yeah, like uh, sunshine kills the virus like left on a surface in like a minute. Mm-hmm. How wonderful if we could just open up our chests, you know, and just like, expose our lungs or whatever to it. And again, it's a dumb thing about shooting a UV light up your asshole, but 
how wonderful if if just even getting a tan of just like oh I gotta go outside and get my my COVID treatment mm-hmm. and you just lay in your ginch you know in the backyard or on your patio and just like soaked up sun sun rays for a bit or oh. if they were like what about this <laughs> for people stuck here in where it's rainy a lot of the time. If they were like, okay, we're shipping down planes full of COVID patients, so you're all going to go and cough on each other, but the flight's on us, and you're going to spend two weeks quarantined in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Or some sun-drenched country. How amazing would that be? You have to be a lizard for a little while. Oh, Oh, that'd be nice. the COVID cure. Okay, what if, oh my gosh, I don't know why my brain went here, but I find that like anytime there's like anyone mentions that they have some sort of chronic illness or like they're dealing with something or like their their health is, you know, kind of going awry, there's always like immediately the essential oils people that come in and be like, yo, I got a cure for you. This is curing cancer. It cures cures everything. What if like eucalyptus essential oil actually cured COVID-19? How infuriating would that be? (laughs) I'd be so mad. I'd be like, damn it. It actually cures something. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, they got to get one right one of these days, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be so I wonder uh, if people have been pushing that. I haven't seen a ton of it. Yeah, okay. it's funny, it's right? Good. Like, a lot of the anti-vax people that are friends with me on Facebook have kind of quieted down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that they feel like now's a bad time to push that. Like they it's like a scene that some people think it's the best time. I know. It's so wild. I, I know. It's yeah. like it must be a little bit of a dawning of a reckoning for them to be like, oh, maybe this stance that I held on so so dearly is dumb because everybody is clamoring for a vaccine right now. But I actually, you're right. I have seen people too just be like, Oh, well, when you come out with a vaccine, I'll be the last one to try it. You guinea pigs can go ahead, right? This this, distrust of science and vaccines, which is Mm -hmm. so silly. But yeah, and then the conspiracy theorists otherwise have focused up on like 5G and how yeah. this is a big false flag to take away our liberties and all that. So, oh, I, I was reading one little headline and it was like, take down this f- 5G transmitter or whatever. And I was like, okay, have fun getting Wi Fi <laughs> <laughs> to, to send your message to everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, I know. Um, oh, uh, okay, let me. Okay, uh, we talk a lot in this podcast about uh, Elon Musk as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Listened to uh, about halfway through the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk that came out this week. So mm-hmm. when you're done listening to this podcast and not a second sooner, if you're interested, it's it's decent listening. If but he's a weirdo as well to listen to. Yeah. But the one that one thing that captured me and they talk a lot about it is like uh, implanting a thing in your brain to make you a cyborg. Pretty much is what it is. So it's like a. It starts off as a way to, like, help people who have lost brain function. So, like, mm. even if you, like, have lost sight or hearing or you have advanced Alzheimer's or all this wow. stuff, right? Yeah. Any kind of brain function that's been damaged, they mean to insert a thing in your skull that taps in your brain, wires, and then it you can, you can fix it or do whatever. You can, like, feed information into your brain mm-hmm. that helps it recover from those things. That's step one. Step two is... Your phone is now the chip in your skull and your brain. Uh, okay, think about this. And this is was frustrating listening to this podcast, actually, because Elon is kind of like, he, he lays it out in pretty simple terms, I feel, a couple of times. And Rogan is just like, but I don't want to be a robot, man. Um, oh. I, but Elon says, think about this. Your phone, right, makes you a cyborg. You mm-hmm. are 
Uh, Jen, when's the last time you were more than 10 feet away from your phone? Since you got it? Oh, yeah. Since 2007? Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I... Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll say it, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you always... Do, do you ever leave the house without your phone? Sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Sometimes if I'm going for a walk or like... I don't know. I'm going to the grocery store. I don't really need it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, either of those things without my phone, without a podcast or music or something, drives me with anxiety. Okay. Seriously, I need to have something on all the time. So I bring my phone anywhere. So between your phone and your earbuds mm-hmm. and whatever, you already are a bit of a cyborg. You're already constantly connected to the internet, mm-hmm. the network of endless information. Anything that you want to know, right? You, it's just the interface. You type it in your phone. It goes to the internet. It comes back. It gives you that information. You absorb the information through your eyeballs into your brain. What's the difference yeah. between if it just is already in your brain? Yeah. It's just the interface happens quicker. <sighs> you just think it. It goes to the oh internet and it comes back and it is in your brain now. Oh my god! What? That's what? that's yeah. That's wild. That's Would a you wild do it? thought. Would, but you're in control of the information that you put in there. I does it get hope. stuck in there too? Like, where does that information? You know what in I mean? Because, like, yeah. say if you're like, oh, oops, I accidentally misspelled this Google search, and now I'm on looking at like <laughs> planners' warts getting fired up or something like that, and you don't want that in your brain anymore. <laughs> right. That it. happened last night. I was on TikTok, and there was something about a planners wart, and I it is <laughs> drilled into my mind right now, and I don't want it there anymore. But like, uh, with it being in your brain. Yeah. Do, uh, is that just like part of your brain now? Like, do you just see it all the time? I don't understand how it. I just, I just don't understand how it works. What's the difference? You I looked at planners' warts last night. That's uh, just in your brain. Have you been able to delete that memory? No. Maybe with this, you'd be able to actually go in oh there and God. delete unpleasant oh my memories. Gosh. Yeah. Ah, this is a huge conversation. Right. Yeah, that's spooky. Um, but uh, that would mean that, like, what I think first when you said that was like, oh, that puts so much more, um. Uh, I don't know, just like emphasis on your phone. And it also mm-hmm. like makes me think that you would need more security when it comes mm-hmm. to your phone. Cause mm-hmm. like already all my passwords and all my banking information is in there. Yeah. So like it's already kind of spooky. But yes. if that had a control over your brain, imagine if your phone gets stolen. What yeah. do you do? Well, like, yeah. I mean, hopefully hackers? it's password protected. You hackers? can't get into it. Yeah. You that's, hack uh, right into your uh, brain. Uh, that's. No, that okay. Shut it down. Bad. Because of the hackers. No. So yeah, what, what are you imagining? Where, that's hackers where, hack in and then they like make take control of your body murder? functions and then you go do a murder for yeah. them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it could get there. I mean, if I could think about that in five minutes, yeah. someone who actually wanted to do that uh-huh. could probably fucking do it. Wow. I think you're you're absolutely right about this. I'm not going to diminish this at all, but I just think with the. Um, uh, achievement level or the uh, ambition of hackers is what would happen is I would walk in and I'd be like I want to sell you Ray-Bans for $25 <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be like ah oh, fuck Paul got hacked his brain yeah. chip got hacked I'd be like name brand electronics at discount low low prices you'd be like oh fuck's sake oh no yeah how would you reboot me you'd be like hey 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 look up here you'd flash a flashlight in my eyes like a certain amount of times yeah have a reboot oh, shoot. password reset yeah <laughs> that is funny but no that's a, I mean that's an incredible I mean it's, it's amazing your mind went there and yeah, that's a really good thing to think about. Yeah, the, but how I also much think like I also think about like the benefits of it when you were talking about brain damage and how a lot of that is completely mm-hmm. irreversible. Right. So like that would help incredibly with like 
on the medical and like science side of things, I think that's great, and it could help people at the end of their lives, like yeah. with dementia and stuff. And but at the same time, yeah, all the other risks. Do they? <laughs> is they that? Yeah. Do they outweigh that? That pro. It's wild because when you break it down to the point where it's like every single thing you experience, feel, touch, think, all of that is comes right down to just electrical impulses in a wad of crimply meat in your skull. That is why, right? Yeah. And then that you could go in there and uh, manufacture those electrical impulses in a way that could give you complete control over your entire perception of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. And then, yeah, when you do think of it, of your phone in that way, phone is such a... Easy breezy. Oh, it's my phone. It's, it's so beyond it's that now. It's completely. Um, it's like benign. It's my phone. It's my phone. I used to have a phone in the house. Now I got a phone. I just call people on it. That's all it does. No, it's not a phone. You. I want to start calling it your device because it is. Yeah. It, that's a little bit more sinister, and I feel like that's the level that we need to take the seriousness of your phone with you. And again, yes, we carry them everywhere. They're constantly with us. Always part of our life now. But it is a window to the entire world when you think about it. Yeah. Connected constantly to everything that exists that's been uploaded into the network of the internet. And that, to me, is like the real seriousness of what you carry in your pocket all day, every day. It's and, your and device that connects you with all this information. It's a window yeah. to, right? And and just like it's a window to hackers to get into you, you know, mm-hmm. there are good protections. I'll say that. With the phones as they are now. I trust my phone. I'm not talking like a conspiracy theorist, like we all should throw our phones in the river. But this is part of human beings now. Like we are so connected to these things mm-hmm. that it's not just like something that I use. It's like, no, this is part of you. And they are connected to everyone else in the world. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Like, th- think about this. Through your phone, you could conceivably connect directly to the brain, your brain to their brain, of any world leader. Mm-hmm. Trudeau, Trump, Obama, anyone, anyone yeah. in the world. Think about that. That that is conceivable. You could slide in their DMs, mm-hmm. say something, whether it's shitty or nice. They will see it. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe you ruin their day. Maybe you spark up a friendship and you end up being the next Marilyn Monroe who has an affair with the prime minister. Okay, I'm just going to go uh, burn my phone now. <laughs> I'm just going to get a bucket of acid and drop this thing in it. No, don't do great, that. great, 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 great. Thanks for that. No, that that's really interesting. And I feel like we could do an entire podcast on that alone. Yeah. Cray, cray. All right. Let me say, though, um, mm. I, I chirp your hair quite a bit. I don't know if it's in this podcast or if it's just on our Instagram, but I've been chirping your hair because your, your roots are like the whole top of your head now. Yeah, yeah. You had beautiful blonde hair right before yeah. COVID. Uh-huh. Which is your favorite color you've ever had. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. 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 And now the roots are all out. Yeah, so it's like a light brown, mousy kind of color. Honestly, I love it. When I walked in today, everyone's hair today is like, or these days is just so much more wild and natural. This is not natural. Oh, no? What did you do? It took me like half an hour to do this. Oh, what? Gotcha! Yeah, I have straight hair. It's straight, really flat, thin hair. So I just put, uh, I made it look uh, voluminous and um, wavy, like beachy. It It looks that way. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, but it took a you while, and me. it like it just fried it. Did it? Yeah, but thanks. Mm. I appreciate that. See, that's my favorite type of hair. I think is like that, like beach bum, me too. wild. People just naturally yeah. have that. Yeah, oh, I do. So I beautiful. It. Yeah, your hair looks good too. You got quite the flow going. It's a little long now, I think. Yeah. So 
I don't know if I've talked about it before, but my barber said to me, you know, like in January, I guess it was, uh, no more haircuts. I know you like, I've been having my hair real short for the last year or so, and I like it. And she's like, no, you have really nice hair. You need to grow it out. I mm-hmm. want to see your locks and your flow. And I was like, okay, because I really trust her. And um, now I'm locked in it. Yeah. And I'm a, look, everyone's like, oh, my hair is a mess. Yeah. I'm like a few months ahead of everybody, though. And I tell you, it kind of sucks. But I made this bold proclamation on Twitter, and you tell me if this is true or not. I have the I am in the top five percentile of nicest heads of hair on planet Earth. Do you agree with that? Why do you say that about <laughs> yourself? <laughs> it's just so icky to say. Sometimes why you, you need to like pump yourself up a little bit. And there's not a ton of things I love about myself, but I can say that. I mean, like, yeah, top, you should love top yourself. Top percent, but I just like top five percent. Why is I have that such important? A nice head of hair. So then you you want everyone to agree so you can like go around and be like, hi, I'm Paul Placino, top five percent of hair. Right here. I can introduce myself as such. It's just it's something when I lay my head down on my pillow every night. And yeah. I, you know, you all the anxieties and body image issues, all floods into your brain. Yeah. I Instead, I think about how beautiful my hair is. That's good. I mean, you do have good hair. <laughs> it's great. Um, mm. I don't, yeah, your hair is great. I don't know. Thank you. I, there you Top go. Top 5%? Globally. <laughs> think about how many people there are in the world. How many heads of hair? Okay, maybe top 10%. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Top five percent. Oh I know, my gosh! That is high, right? Like that's high. Top ten, I'll take. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Or top, yeah. You're at least in the the upper, like above fifty percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, and so are you, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're. Yeah. You're top. But I think I'm like sure. just maybe fifty. Like I'm okay. there. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, but but I think, and I joked about it on this pod as well. But like, I think. Those are the two extremes, maybe, in terms of hair that people can do themselves right now is either let it get wild and natural and just let it free mm-hmm. and let go of all control or just shear yourself. Yeah. And especially, like, for dudes, why would you walk around with a shitty head of hair at this point when you can just use your face clippers and just... Some people like to just, like, try. It's the only time that they're able to, like, grow their hair out, too. Sure. It's just nice and it's comfortable and they don't have to worry about it. Um, I, you know, I've decided that I, I'm going to wait a few months before I get my hair done because it's going to be mm. slammed. We mentioned this in the podcast. Hairdressers yeah. are going to be slammed, like, as soon as um, we're allowed to do that again. So I don't really need it. Like, there's people who probably need to get their hair done more than me, yeah. and I don't mind just rocking long hair that's kind of got some roots yeah. you're the one who has to look at it so yeah i don't care yeah Why so i'm just care? gonna maybe do it all summer just let it grow out yeah who knows really yeah maybe oh that's ex- we'll see does that feel weird for you because you do take generally like all this care of your hair yeah i usually so like every it. couple months i get it done right which, which costs how much oh do you, like, you want to say mm, it's around it's above 200 dollars. yeah fluff Every few months. Every few months. Yeah, but I don't get my nails done. I don't do anything right. else, really. That's a priority that's like my, for you. That's fine. My one thing, Yeah, you know, that I kind of splurge on. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to for a while. Wow. Yeah. I'm good. Um, one last thing for me before we wrap up that I'm really excited about is that I bought a new fridge. Oh, yes. Now, let me tell. This is a sad tale. When I renovated my house that I bought, uh, you know, five years ago or whatever it was, uh, part of that was all new kitchen appliances, and I bought my dream fridge, 
which was uh, French doors on top for the fridge and a drawer for the bottom on the for the mm. freezer. And I loved that fridge so, so much. And I, to me, it pulled the entire kitchen together. It was a beautiful kitchen, by the way. Everything was gorgeous. Everything was top of the line. You know, we're not top of the line. I got good deals on mm-hmm. everything, floor models and stuff. But it was just, like, nice. It was really well cultivated, I have to say. And I just, you know, when I got separated and moved out and divorced from my wife in that house... It was sad to leave the kitchen behind. Yeah. I'm not a big kitchen guy, but like obviously. You put so much time and money into it. Like that sucks. It was one of the harder aspects of that part of my life was leaving specifically that fridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The double door. It's really wild. It's like such a glorious thing to like open the doors and just see how much food you have. Oh, what a privilege, you know? I, one of the things I hate doing is bending and I'm surprised you like the freezer on the bottom. Well, but you're never going into the freezer compared to what you're going on in the fridge. That's true. Right? Like, I'm at, every time I go into the fridge to get whatever, yeah. bend down, look. Everything's a little higher. Nothing's, yeah. So now everything's right as I open. It's just there in front of me. The greatest fridge of all. So now I'm living in a place, and it truly was the shittiest fridge you can imagine. Just really old, in terrible shape, didn't keep things cold. You know, the classic shitty yeah. 70s freezer on top, fridge on the bottom design. Small, too small for the three people who I live with, me and two others. And so I pulled the trigger and bought a new fridge. Did it secondhand. Mm-hmm. Saved a ton of money. And I am so excited about I'm it. I'm so excited for you. It's, Now's the time. Yeah, now, now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So just thank you for indulging me. But if you have... It's little things like that in your life. If you're like, I love this fridge. Mm -hmm. If that makes a difference for you, oh my God. You know what I did? Tell me. I bought a Dyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting a Dyson since I moved out because I had bought just like one after another, just going into whatever store and just buying like the cheapest vacuum. It's like 100 bucks, 100, 200 dollars or whatever. And it would just break. All the time. So I just had this like closet of broken dead vacuums. Like my closet is like a cemetery for vacuums. How many? And like at one point I had three that were just (laughs) dead in my closet that like kind of worked. So I would like kind of rotate through them and like try and make it work. But vacuuming has always been a pain in my butt. I've never had like an okay time vacuuming. Right now I have a shop vac, like this huge shop vac that was donated to me. And I was like, this is very nice. It'll work for cats hair and stuff yeah. great but that thing is a production to get oh, out yeah. of the closet i have to move my couch because it's a weird apartment mm-hmm. and it's loud and it's big and it's i sweat when i use it and i have to go on the ground because it doesn't allow you to stand up to it is terrible Ugh. but um i saw that like dyson's were like kind of on sale and then i found one that was like returned so it was like half the price <laughs> yeah. that i would pay for a dyson and it is on its way it's one of those ones that's cordless and mm. it hangs up on the wall. Ugh. I'm so excited to vacuum and I've never been excited to vacuum in my life. Have you ever lived in a house? Okay, I'm so excited for you. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. And uh, I feel like an idiot being no, excited for a vacuum. Do not be. Oh, that's I'm an adult now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. What? 
Um, when can we expect it? Because I want updates. Well, I'll have a, a, an announcement for everyone oh for the expecting date, yes. and uh, we'll have a little reveal party and stuff. Yes, but yes, I'm yes, thinking, yes. I'm thinking, if everything goes well, yeah. end of day next Tuesday oh is when Canada Post sets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully by next week, we'll yeah. be talking about I can't wait to hear your experience with it. Thank you. Um, that's really wonderful. And same thing. It's like just a wonderful addition to your life. And... Um, uh, yeah, that's great. I'm so happy for you. And now you can take the shop back mm-hmm. and you can save it for, um, I just want to re-say it here. If I haven't said it enough times in my life, shop back is the way to get rid of hornets in general mm-hmm. and any kind of uh, insects that you don't want. But uh, especially now that the murder hornets are moving in. Yep. Just, shut, you know, I I like to do it raw and Ooh, dangerous. Wow. So I go out there, long sleeves and whatever, and I just suck them up wherever I see them. With a vacuum, not just like... <laughs> right, not with my mouth. <laughs> like, wow, that is really raw of you. <laughs> I like, chew them, I, I spit them spit out, them or out. maybe I swallow them. Take that, murder hornet! Fuck you, giant <laughs> inch-long murder hornets. Um, no, and so I like to do, I just like wait for them mm. as they come in and out of their little hive. I suck them up. It's like, suck, 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 suck. And then if they come at me, just suck them up. I've never been stung. Mm-hmm. Suck them all up. Fuck you. Now, what do you do with it after? Because they're kind of half living in there. And just put them in the garbage and let them die. What do you mean? Just take the whole whatever and just... And then, oh, and then too. No, but... You, huh? No, but like the wasps are now in the the meat of the vacuum. Yeah, right. So okay. what do you do? You shake it? Like, how do you kill them? Yeah, you just give it a shake. Yeah. No, I don't think this. I think there's some flaws here, man. Yeah, you know what? That's then actually Because you just a have a point. beehive that's in your vacuum. Yeah, yeah. And you have this, like, swarm of bees in your vacuum, and now what? I know, and then we recover, and then you open it up, and or, even if you, you gotta put it in light the garbage, that vacuum on fire. That's the only way. I have heard that a quick death for them is if you've put a bit of water inside the collection, oh. wherever it is, the receptacle, inside the, yeah. gar- the vacuum then they just get swirled into there and they drown and die. Okay. Yeah. Look it up. Look it. Look it up online. What I've done in the past is I suck them all up and then when I'm pretty sure that the hive is empty and I don't see any of them more coming or going, then I crush up the hive and I suck that up as well and then I get the whole thing just like shove it in the garbage can and then I try not to look at them and think about a miserable death they now have to die in the garbage. But it's true. They could recover in there. They're all dazed and fucked up but like what if they, you know, it's like collected their senses and were like came out for revenge and the next time I bring out, you know, the garbage. They all swarm me and sting me to death. That would wow. be bad. But I think I think if you look it up online, there is a way to put water in the Yeah, vacuum. or you could just, like, fa- make your own, like, take a blender and then, like, attach it oh. to the vacuum inside. So when you vacuum, it also blends. So you've got a nice puree hornet right. when you're done. That's right. And then you drizzle that on cakes. And yeah, have a nice um, vinaigrette for yes. your salad. Vin- yeah. Um, okay. okay. Well, enjoy. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we gave shout outs to Dyson and uh, somewhere else. I don't oh, know. yeah. So if you if you have any hookups with that, just let us know and we'll we'll review your products. <laughs> and I also wanted to shout out real quickly uh, Anion here in town, who I'm a big fan of, local mm. business. And I just bought my mask from them. I have now a designer mask. That's going to be the next hot fashion accessory, obviously, mm-hmm. for the next until there's a vaccine. So I have a really nice mask I'm going to wear grocery shopping or whatever. Exciting. Yeah. It's got a little Anion A on it, and they are doing great work. And you buy one. If you want to check this out on their website, they get like 300 left. You buy one, and they send one up to a, a small community in the Northern Island. So think about that. Cool. Oh, and Fatso. Always Fatso. We shout it out. Fatso, love you. Love you, Fatso. Okay. Look who's back. It's Paul Plastino. Hi. Hi. 
did you? I was getting so bored, you know? Yeah, is that right? just like, it's not as fun when you're you're not around. Go on. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, okay. Um, it's good to yeah, be back. I'm happy you're back. Hi, How everyone. are you doing? Um, great. Thank you for asking. And uh, we were to take a vacation in the middle of uh, what is work, what is off time, what is anything. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, it was really great, actually, to, like, even though, obviously, like, things are scaled back and I wouldn't say that I'm like under a lot of work pressure or there's a lot of long hours or anything like that and I really needed to reset my brain but it was a nice reset for the brain for the body for everything to just like not have to adhere to a coming to work schedule and I don't generally like staycations Mm -hmm. you know like I love Victoria very much and I try and get the most out of it in my off time you know all through the summer and all that. It's just a beautiful place to live. Absolutely. But I love traveling. Yeah. So this was a hard one for me, right? To have two weeks off. I was supposed to be in New York this vacation, right? Right. Can't go to New York. Can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it was weird to do a staycation for once, but it was really great. It was like a great reset, really. I like read a lot. I watched movies, obviously. I exercised more. I went for a lot of bike rides and hikes. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's nice. It was great, actually. Yeah, I feel like you would feel so reset and like refreshed after that sort of vacation, because yes. that's like what you need after you do traveling is like a few days to just do exactly that, but yeah. you took two weeks to do it. Um, you have a big update, though, that you're wearing underwear again. Yeah, because that's the other thing. I thought, alright, if I can't take a vacation away from home, I'm going to take a vacation <laughs> away from underwear. And guess what? It was wonderful. <laughs> it was so good. And I highly recommend. And But today, you know, it's like, nope, you're going to be at work. You're going to be with other human beings. You, there needs to be two layers at least wow. between you and anyone else. So I'm back to underwear and it was a weird thing today putting underwear on, let me tell you. Thank you for that sacrifice of putting it back on, though, mm-hmm. for, for all of us here at the office. Oh, this one's from Jesse. It's a shout out to Paul being back. Glad to hear that sexy voice again. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that there's no, to me, there's no such thing as a sexy voice. Because if there's anything sexy going on, it's like, shut up. (laughs) Shush, don't be talking. No talking at all? Mm. Okay. Good enough. Maybe for dudes, anyway. Okay, well. And you're talking very quiet right now, like you're yeah, trying to do a sexy for, voice. This is not sexy, though. You're trying, though, right? I'm just keeping it down. No. I don't know. Does it sound like I'm trying to be sexy? Jesse, can you confirm that this is sexy or not? Hey. Please let us know. Also, right. big debate around my house. Is this cute and sexy when I do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, it, does, it isn't. God, no, come on, no. <laughs> uh, this one. <laughs> like that. Ah, oh, doggone it. Good Back time. to the drawing board. Yeah, keep it going, though. Biggest hummingbird I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, there's a crow in the yard. <laughs> Paul just got very excited about the blue sky. It yeah. gave me a startle. You're like, <gasps> look at nice. And pointed behind me like there was some sort of predator, but it was blue sky. <laughs> uh, we just got an amazing text message from Reagan. That said that they had a bull calf born this morning and they decided to name him Chewbacca and sent us a photo and said, May the fourth be with you. And oh my, oh my gosh. Cows it, are so cute. It's so cute. It's really oh cute. my gosh, a baby cow. Woo. A Adorable. just born baby cow. Yeah. Does well, it looks just born. It's all wetened. <laughs> I would imagine wetness. Born, the birthing process. <laughs> Great science talk there. 
<laughs> All right, uh, it's May the 4th and some big news. Um, they have found a director for the next uh, Star Wars movie and co-writer. Okay. Taika Waititi. Waititi. Is that how you say it? Taika Waititi. How do you say his name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. There we go, him. Yeah, he's going to be doing it, which makes me so happy. Yeah, because what's the movie that you say by him is so, so good? Oh, I love A Hunt for the Wilder People and uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Right. And I'm a big time uh, Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit fan. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, but Thor Ragnarok was one of those movies that I actually watched. Right? Um, Was it Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's the fun one. Yeah. It's actually very fun, and that's what Taika brings uh, to everything he does. He's so good. He's so, so, and like you, in this article that you even sent me, look, can I be honest with you? I wake up on May the 4th just going like this. <sighs> yeah. Because it takes something that I grew up with loving, and it's just like, there's so much Star Wars now. It's like too much. There's too much Star Wars. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I grew up loving three VHS tapes that I watched over and over until they broke apart, literally. Yeah. Especially Return of the Jedi. When I was a kid, that VHS tape fell to pieces. And now it's like, there's so much crap. There's so much Star Wars crap. I'm constantly always with Star Wars. Um, there's already movies. Taika Waititi joins, like, Rian Johnson is going to make a trilogy. Uh, Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones are going to make a trilogy, mm. evidently. Do you know? Now yeah. we got Taika also. It's like, there's so much Star Wars. But this one could be really, really great. Yeah, I think I actually might go to it and see it in theaters. What? I know. Wow, kid. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see if theaters still exist. <laughs> so this week is Mental Health Week, and Canadian Mental Health Ath- Association's Mental Health Week uh, yeah, goes from May 4th to May 10th, and they're offering a whole bunch of free online events and like seminars, which is kind of cool. Mm. They're doing it through their Instagram, and it's through Care to Share, so they're going to have uh, free yoga, meditation classes, live music performances, and a bunch of other events. Uh, they'll happen daily at noon and 5 p.m. Uh, and this just kind of comes in at a, a really good time because a lot of people are struggling with their mental health uh, throughout this crisis. And uh, if you do need a little extra help, um, this might be a good way to, to start. It is good. And mm-hmm. I got to say, like, one of the most wonderful things about living in Canada right now is how much support from I've seen it at a provincial even down to a municipal and a federal level is like how much help and support there has been for people and the understanding that this is a extremely mentally strenuous time, no matter what position you are in, whether you're working full time or you're off work or, yeah. or what's happening, right? Whether you're dealing with the health of loved ones or your own health. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm so proud to live in this country, in the city where, you know, um, that's taken seriously at that level. Mm-hmm. It's really great. So if you do want these online resources, you can go to the Care to Share website and they have a full schedule there. Tiger King obviously came out right the right time. You know, I, I feel at the time we really needed it. It was like right in the, as we were getting into this whole lockdown and quarantine mode. So it was like we really needed something to distract us and something for us, you know, to all gather around and get distract us and galvanize us around this one thing that everyone was into. But now looking back on it, like I don't know how you feel, Jen, but I'm like, I'm done with that and I don't really want to think about it anymore. And I think we could just like leave it alone and forget it in the past of that exact time, you know, just for the simple reasons why I was like, it feels now a little exploitative. Mm-hmm. It's completely glossed over the all the animal abuse that was going on, which I feel like was kind of the important thing. 
um, that was going on there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's just, it's wild for the sake of wild. And it's like, we can, we can do without that now. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Don't you agree? Yeah. Well, I kind of felt the opposite of you saying that like it came at the perfect time. I couldn't finish the series cause I thought that like in my real life, there was enough going on that I didn't want to think about <laughs> all of that other side of humanity, you right. know, as well. So I actually didn't finish the series. So I, I actually like, yeah, I haven't finished it because I just couldn't, mm. and I don't think I can again. I just have dropped it, and that's it. Um, but I understand that it gained a lot of popularity, and I know that a lot of people online were kind of like fantasizing about what actor yeah. and what actresses would would perform as those characters or as those real people in the documentary if they were to make a movie or another TV series. And it has come out that they are making one, and Nicolas Cage... Is uh, has signed on to play Joe Exotic in this uh, new TV show. It's an eight-episode project, and it will be on Netflix as well. Wow! And it says it's uh, it's gonna go and it's centering around uh, Joe Exotic, uh, who fights to keep his park even at the risk of losing his sanity. It'll uh, explore how he became Joe Exotic mm-hmm. and how he lost himself to a character of his own creation. That's what they're saying. Wow! As, yeah. as a scripted TV show, mm-hmm. <sighs> once again, I don't want this. Nobody needs this. <laughs> but I mean. As far as casting goes, that's, I mean, who else are you going to get? Nicolas Cage was up there. Pretty bang on. Okay, a few days ago, uh, one of the most adorable videos were posted on Twitter, and it's of this girl who has created her own song. How old do you think she is? Maybe five years old? I'm bad at guessing little kids' ages, but yeah, I'd say five-ish, yeah. Five, she's a guitar, and she wrote the lyrics herself, and uh, really just a beautiful song, if you want to have a little listen here. Yeah. I wonder what's inside your book I wonder what's inside your Yeah. So I, I look the tempo change there catches me so off guard. Right. The way that she switches it up like that, and it's that's the kind of thing I'm looking for in great songwriting. It's like the bass was dropping. Yes. Yeah, and then we wanted to find out what was inside of the. So from there, of course, there has been. Um, if you pop me up, there's there's a lot of remixes. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, this is a nice uh, cover. Two guys in their own places, obviously. That's nice harmonizing. Yeah. And they filled out the guitar, obviously, part. Yeah. Yeah. What's inside your butthole? I always want to know. What's inside your butthole? I always want to Beautiful. <laughs> That's it's funny, but it, it will get stuck in your head. Yeah, you if came you into the studio this morning and you had a huge smile on your face and you were singing that. And, and we were- it brightens your day and it gets stuck in your head. It's just a constant loop. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Picture us talking about something very serious, me and John, and then you walk in. What's the say about who I want to know? How pure. My day is great now. <laughs> Oh my. Please, can you explain to me this murder hornet? 
interesting because I was away last week. I wasn't paying as close attention. All of a sudden, I just started seeing these memes. Oh, the coronavirus is winding down. Break out the murder wasps. I'm like, what is this crazy crap? Yeah, it's wild that it's become like an international headline at this point. Because I think someone created the name Murder Hornets. It's like <laughs> they're what they're known as. Yeah. Um, which sounds terrifying, especially in these times. People are like, oh, we're going to come out of quarantine and all of a sudden we'll be overrun by murder hornets. Like, yeah, that is terrifying, but that's not the case yeah. at all. Okay, at number all. one, why are they called murder wasps? Well, they're Asian giant hornets okay. and they are big. They're big around the size of like a quarter. Sometimes they get up to like four centimeters uh, in, in length okay, and they spooky. kill bumblebees. So bees. So for beekeepers, they're a huge threat to, you know, honey and things like that. Um, There have been deaths due to them. Um, There's been about 50 in the history of Asian um, giant hornets. Oh, what? So they are capable of stinging you to death? Yeah. They're lethal. One sting or just like a whole swarm have to get you? I don't know, but there's been 50 in the history in Asia. So like five zero? Yeah. I don't I don't know how oh, many wow. or if these people are already in vulnerable positions, but sure, yeah, they yeah, can yeah, kill yeah. you. Okay. Like many insects can kill you. Okay. Right? Scary. I mean, yeah. But there hasn't been a sighting of one of these in BC since last year. Remember in August twenty nineteen there was a nest that was found in Nanaimo and they got rid of it. And then since then there hasn't really been any sightings. So someone recently interviewed uh, you know, an expert on bees and was like, is it possible for them to come back? There is a possibility in the summer, in the spring, you know, the time where nesting season is or whatever, yeah. that they could make a return. But there isn't one. They're not everywhere. They're not taking over our streets right now. But people are seeing headlines and getting real spooked out. There's no need to panic at all. You sure? 100%. Okay. And then if so, <laughs> what is the best way for me to do a kill? We, we, we all got to get vacuums, you know? Like, yeah, so yeah, truly. Just walk around with Dysons on our back yeah. for, the, the, for the bees. I told you about that, right? Yeah. You got wasps, you got hornets, that's what you do. You suck them all up in a vacuum, okay? But don't suck the bumbles. Don't. Protect the bumbles. We love the bumblebees. <laughs> we hate the murder hornets. We suck them up. We've been hearing that there are some no good big old hornets those big giant hornets in our town and we're not gonna stand for it today no we're gonna get out there and we're gonna take these hornets on we're gonna bust them we got our backpacks on their vacuums yeah we got we got our our venom spit coming at them too we got our venom proof masks we're gonna wear we're gonna suck them up and we even have our own stingers so we can sting them back yeah you ever seen a guy try and sting a hornet back Take this, Hornet. They've been eating our bumblebees, our bumble boys, and killing them nonstop. So now it's time that we give them a taste of their own medicine. We're coming for you, you stupid giant killer hornets. Get ready to get busted. We're busted. We got special killer hornet busting names. I'm Horn Dog. And I'm Killer P. We here to save the day. Guess what? It burns when you pee. What? <laughs> this is a very cute and wild story. Potentially dangerous, but luckily no one was hurt. But a five-year-old boy was pulled over while driving. Said he was going to California to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> 
The cops uh, figured he probably would have been a little bit of short on the purchase price as he only had $3 of oh, cash no. on him. It's 3 bucks. He was going to buy a Lamborghini. The, at, okay. Do you remember learning to drive when you were, were you, were you 16? Uh, I think I learned how to drive a little bit earlier. Oh, really? 16. Okay. Yeah. You were like one of those kids who like sat on the lap or whatever yeah. and learned how to do it. When I was 16 and I got behind the wheel of a car for the first time, I had no idea how any of it worked. Oh, yeah. No idea. I couldn't wait to drive. I was so interested in that. But like the idea that you put your foot on the brake and it doesn't go into gear unless your foot is on the brake. That to me, that small, tiny thing that's like second nature now to me, mm-hmm. blew my mind. I had yeah. no idea what to do about it. And that if you let your foot off the brake, it would start creeping forward. I had no idea. Oh yeah, just at all sixteen. That. Yeah, and I think like a, a lot of people start with like two feet if if you're driving automatic, it's oh. like that. You're not supposed to do that. Obviously, if you're driving standard, you drive with two feet. But yeah, just the back and forth. But yeah, this little kid, he's from uh, Utah. And apparently got into a fight with his mom saying, you know, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. And she was like, absolutely not. You can't do that. And then he got in the car and just started driving to California. The cop, uh, Utah, Utah Highway Patrol, um, said that he made his way onto the freeway in what? his parents' car. And they noticed that this car was like swerving and they thought it was an impaired driver. Pulled sure. him over. No, it was a five-year-old. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I couldn't begin to figure out how to figure out a car at right? five years old. And this kid got onto the freeway. Didn't do a good job of it, but got on there. The only time I've, like, tried to run away from home, I made it, like, not even half a block. And I was in someone's bush. You know? Yeah. that's it. And then I was terrified kids these days right i know that's the classic thing you put the bindle over your shoulder and you walk (laughs) a half a block and you fall asleep in the bushes that's classic this kid steals his parents car wow big news for elon musk today and grimes Mm -hmm. they had their baby it's a baby boy and uh, the first photo that they posted of it had a really cool um, tattoo filter on its face. Oh, good. <laughs> One of those, like, Post Malone filters on yes. its face yeah. came out with tattoos. Pretty cool. Of course, the big question was, like, what did they name it? Probably something a little quirky, maybe a little weird, a little cool, maybe science-y. Okay. Um... No one knows what uh, the pronunciation of this name is because uh, he tweeted that his name is X. A-E, like together. Yes. It's one of those ligature things. Okay. And then A minus 12, Musk. Great. So that's Great name. name. Yeah. X-A-E, A minus 12 is my name. Yes. Oh, I can hear that being called for dinner. Yeah. Like, X- oh, hey, the street lights are on. Come in, come in the house now. X-E-A-A minus 12. <laughs> is, this, is this some sort of puzzle oh. that we're supposed to... Solve like it is this? So. Is this a math equation? Yes. Is this something, uh, or is he just trolling everyone? I don't know. So here's what people online have figured out. Uh, mm-hmm. This is like you are speculating what that this is actually what is on the child's birth certificate. I think it's on the birth certificate, but I think that there's a pronunciation that he is thinking of. See, I think that they have named it a real name. Or a word, mm-hmm. and then they're trolling Twitter with this because someone figured out that the AE is a, it's called an E ligature. I don't know what that is, yeah. but it's pronounced ash. And then when you pr- combine the X, it might mean a Sasha, 
Yeah. And then the A12 appears to be a reference to the Lockheed A12, a reconnaissance aircraft built for the CIA, and a code name for that is called the Archangel. Archangel. Grimes also had an aim, an album named Art Angels. Oh my gosh. So they're thinking that the name is Ash or Sasha Archangel Musk, and Elon himself liked a tweet that suggested as much. So again, he's trolling, he's giving people who love him weird Elon Musk fans like a little thing to figure out. Yeah, I just feel bad for the kid if it's X-A-E-A minus 12 on their birth certificate. Oh, really? Because that kid is already I mean, worth already pretty hundreds cool. of billions of dollars, so I don't feel too bad for them. That's true. They're going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be okay. <laughs> so yesterday we were talking about Elon Musk and Grimes' new kid's name, um, which is uh, X-A-E-A minus 12 Musk. Confusing, but thankfully, come to the rescue, here is the mother, Grimes, to properly explain it. Okay, so the X is the unknown variable. Oh, boy. And she explains that A-E is the elven spelling of A-I. Uh, Love and or artificial intelligence. Yeah, I don't think that's what that is, but okay. A minus 12 is the precursor to SR-17, which is their favorite aircraft. There's no weapons, no defenses, just speed. It's great in battle, but nonviolent. Love it. Okay. And then also A is Archangel, which is her favorite song. And I think that's it. That wraps it up. So that really explains the name, doesn't it? How you pronounce it? That is still a mystery. Yeah. Well, look at this is going to be a kid, obviously built for the next generation, where we don't actually speak, right, with our stupid old caveman mouths. We are just like he'll implant a chip in our brains, and then we'll all just communicate telepathically. Obviously. Well, I was thinking, like, is this the future of names? Is we're going to be moving to like symbols and like I don't know, like and percents and percentage signs and maybe emojis. Yeah, maybe my favorite drawing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the emojis. is a nice idea. Yeah, I think it's going to go both ways. I think the Jennifers, no offense, oh. are going to dry up. I forgot your name was Jennifer. <laughs> the Jennifers are going to really dry up, obviously. Yeah. Okay, and then we're going to go in both directions. So, yeah. Symbols mm-hmm. and meanings and sounds, and then back to like very classic grandma names for babies. Mm. You're going to see some Marthas, oh, like some Marlene, some Georgia, oh. yeah. G- Clancy. Classic names like that. Yeah, but all those in the middle names like Kelsey and Paul oh, and yeah. Jenny. Gone. They're gone. gone. Yeah, in the next few years here, I think. If my mom is listening, earmuffs, please. I'm going to talk about you. Um, I am the worst daughter. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I just realized. I So I'm getting a, a card already for her to send to the mainland. And uh, first of all, I'm a little bit late. I'm not sure if it's going to get there in time. Probably not. For Mother's Day, mm-hmm. but she'll get it when she when she gets it. Um, second of all, this card that I got is uh, covered in glitter, and oh, that's boy. one of the worst things you could give to someone. That's like a glitter explosion. Yeah. Now she's gonna have glitter stuck everywhere, and I, I feel terrible about it. Well, the worst thing you did <laughs> was allow me in to sign it. Yeah, because here's what I did. Here's what I wrote on your Mother's Day card. It's nice for you let John and I sign it, but here's what I said. Um, welcome to your new age, you <laughs> sassy freak. Thank you for bringing your extreme vibes and magnetic energies into the world. Crush this year. Love, Paul. And then you're like, 
Reminder, it's not her birthday. It's a Mother's Day card. It's her Mother's Day card. <laughs> so then John signs it, and so then later down in the card, I say, sorry, I thought this was a birthday card. <laughs> totally forgot about Mother's Day. And then I'm going to say, like, hope all your daughters treat you nice today. <laughs> and here I am giving her this monstrosity of a gift. Oh, sorry, Mom. Uh, okay, I'm reading this. This story out of Central Saanich saying that there was a small dog that was attacked by an eagle um, at Centennial Park. And I guess it's the time of season where they're like nesting or whatever. So they're a little bit extra aggressive. So people are just putting out a warning. If you hear an eagle or you see like an eagle's nest and you are with a small dog, just like watch your back. You know, it might come down and try and swoop it. Good reminder. That's just part of owning a small dog. I've had a few small dogs in my life and you just, yeah, you always have to keep, whether they're just roaming in the backyard or they're out for a run around, keep an eye on the sky. Yeah. It's terrifying, but like, oh man, I had a Yorkshire Terrier grown up. And guess what? Weigh like three pounds. Yeah. Are you kidding me? A hawk come down or an eagle and swoop that. You won't even think about it. No, exactly. It's terrifying. It's so yeah. sad. That's spooky. So I guess it's happened a few times. So someone put up an informal sign just warning in that area at Centennial Park in Central Saanich that just says, watch out for eagles possibly coming after small dogs. April 30th, 2020. All right, just a heads up. <laughs> Straight heads up, thank you. Literal heads up. You were doing a, a lovely story about a uh, pastry shop? Yeah, it's Tim Hortons that were putting out these pastries. Okay. Donuts. And then you said pasty, and I immediately thought of pasties like the nipple coverings. I like how your mind That's went where my mind, to that. mind went. Um, here's, here's what the, the newscast, this is what you said earlier here. Nova Scotia Fund, the campaign featuring pasties, pastries, pasties, with <laughs> a variety of designs, was officially launched last week and was boosted by the support of Nova Scotian NHL stars Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon. I think it's a British thing. Pasties? Have you ever heard that? Um, do you know what pasties are? No. They're like to cover the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> like a little sticker that covers. Oh, really? That's what I know them as. Oh. <laughs> was there just a spelling mistake, maybe? No, that was just me talking. <laughs> That's your news update. <laughs> just love, that was just me talking. Okay, so it's a thing. But I people was are right. saying it's like pasty or paste. It's P A S T Y, and it is a UK baked pastry it's like a savory pastry so you're right this is i got it from harry potter the harry oh, potter books oh yeah of course and is that maybe that's how you pronounce it pasty i don't know p-a-s-t-y they have those pumpkin pasties they look delicious do they yeah yeah there's meat in them they're like a little pizza pocket but uh not like nipple, a meat pie not nipple not nipple covering. not nipple coverings so that would have been funnier <laughs> Wow, interesting news coming out of Alberta. The Calgary Herald reporting that cannabis shows promise blocking coronavirus infection, according to one researcher. <laughs> one, who's this researcher? Um, That's my main question. It's researchers at the University of Lethbridge. Okay. And they're concentrating on about a dozen strains of cannabis that are showing promising results in ensuring less fertile grounds for the potentially lethal virus to take root. Okay. So you got lungs full of weed smoke. Mm-hmm. It's tough for the Rome Daddy to get in there. The Rome Daddy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what this 
study looks like, but I'm just picturing like someone just kind of smoking weed at home and be right. like, I haven't got the coronavirus yet. All I want to do is sit inside. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm just sitting sat inside on my couch. I'm not going out anywhere oh, and I, I haven't see. got the coronavirus. So let's take that as evidence. Right. Oh, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just like staying home, cleaning out the bongs, munching it up, munching, yeah. munchy boys. That's what's keeping people safe from coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Just stay that home. They're staying home and not <laughs> yeah. actual weed smoke. Yeah. That's how I'm seeing it. Wow. But I mean, all around an interesting study. And wouldn't that be great, though? If wouldn't that through, be great? If, if that was the cure for COVID 19. You know, there's been a lot of criticism about certain people who just are wishing for a miracle cure, right? Who are jumping over science and actual science and realistic timelines and, and the medical procedures that it takes to actually develop a vaccine or mm-hmm. an effective uh, treatment. And so that's when you get dumb things like let's invex- inject Lysol into our bodies. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> dumb stuff like that. So I don't want to be like that and just hope that this is a miracle cure, but... Wow. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Spark up some Bob Marley and let's all cure the Rona, yeah. So since yesterday and the careful restart plan for British Columbia got announced, there's been one question, uh, a couple of questions actually. One was about rec centers, and Art said that Dr. Bonnie today clarified about rec centers a little bit, that Mm -hmm. we're going to have to be really, really super careful, but might be in uh, phase three when those open up. Uh, Phase two does cover um, hair salons and personal services opening up, and so I assume that or not assume, but I imagine that um, that also counts the tattoo parlors. Mm-hmm. But those, and we've gotten a lot of questions here at the zone about that. Yeah, zoners are like, when can I get a tattoo again? And um, I saw today because it's not specified. I saw today one tattoo artist was saying, um, "Listen, you know, if if you are wanting a tattoo, if you want to support that industry, and especially if you find that like getting and having tattoos like helps your state of mind or mm-hmm. whatever, um, that it's a good idea to maybe write to your MLA and your representatives and just ask them again, not to pressure them to." reopen right away or anything Mm -hmm. but to ask them to not forget about that industry yeah well it's hard because right now it is kind of vague like what is considered what you know and what is essential and what isn't and you know what's going to be reopening we don't know yet so i think a lot of people are just a little bit nervous is what that entails and that always happens when it's not like a full announcement it's just kind of a a guideline and like what it might look like now the thing that i i am a little bit cautious about as well if you think about it you know everyone wants their hair cut and their hair dyed again Mm-hmm. Um, but just be patient with your uh, hairstylist yeah. or whatever it is that you need to go and maintain, whether it's your nails or anything like that. Because just think about it. All those people, all of their clients are going <laughs> to be coming to them at once. Huge and there is going to be so many appointment bookings, but there might be new protocols. So uh, appointments might take a little bit longer. And then on top of that, too, you have to think about the state of everyone's hair and nails and everything. Yeah. It's probably going to be a, a big job for each client that comes in. Yeah. Some people have been, you know, box dyeing their hair for the first time and are coming in with like, you know, hot yellow roots and want to go back to regular blonde or whatever it right. is and color correcting and all this stuff. So just a, a matter of like, be patient with the people who are going to be getting the backlog of people who've been stuck at home. Here's my suggestion for the entire hair, hair industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at. Until we really get back to full capacity, which is like phase four, really, when we have mm-hmm. like a vaccine, uh, get people in and just sit them down and just cheer them like a sheep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Men, women, children, Everyone. doesn't matter. 
Okay, shear them like a sheep, like they're going into the army, right? There you go, fifty dollars. Moving on, moving yeah. next up. <laughs> Happy Password Day, Jenny Thank West. You I know so you're so much. excited that today is Password Day, a day to celebrate passwords. Where would we be without them? I don't yeah, know. It's World Password Day, and um, some tips to keep your passwords strong and the hackers away. Okay, don't you want to know? Yeah. Okay, um, you as long as possible, make your password as long as possible. We already know all this, actually, so I don't even know why I'm saying it, but it has to contain characters as well as lowercase and uppercase (sighs) characters. Um, You want it to to not be obvious, you know, with the details like birthdays and things like that. You want it to be memorable. You also don't want to forget it or you want to make sure that it's difficult enough. Anyway, so pretty much if you look at, like, Elon Musk's new baby name, yeah. that's the password that yeah, you want. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally. And I think that that's probably going to be the most used password in 2020. Oh, my God, yes! Right? Yes, what totally. X-A-E-A minus 12, so. Is this a baby's name? <laughs> that's the baby's name. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know what? Passwords, oh, old and broke. Use your Use your password manager on your phone if you get a good phone. And then it's like your thumbprint or your face scan is your password now for everything. It's it's so good. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. And I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like... Technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's The Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye!